The verdict is in. Less people attend church than ever. But why is this the case? What's wrong with our nation, and does the church share the blame? I'm Jonathan McNair with TW Now, and today's guest that we I'd like to introduce, first of all, Mr. Josh Lyons. Uh, thank you for being with us, Mr. Lyons. Mr. Lyons is a regular uh, guest on our program, <laughs> becoming a regular guest, so thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. And we're also Skyping in Mr. Rod McNair. So, again, a welcome to Mr. Rod McNair. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. So, I'd like to talk about <clears throat> the vanishing church today. And in terms of, of this topic, you find some people argue that the church is going away. It's not part of society. Others will, others will say, well, no, its demise is, is, uh, is not accurate. So let's talk just for a couple of minutes as we begin about this issue. Um, according to different polls and surveys that argue this point, what, what is the situation today? Could you gentlemen uh, talk about it a little bit? Mr. Lyons, you want to begin? Some of the research that we've looked at and talked about shows that the overall trend of attendance in Christian churches in the U.S. is going down slightly year by year. Some groups might be increasing a little more, but the overall trend is that it's going down. Um, and I think that that reflects itself in, in the way society is making decisions and acting and the fruits of, of society. Ms. Renair, how about, how about you? you? have something to add to it here? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, there are a lot of different studies that, that, uh, that have been talking about this for some time, and uh, some studies that even go back several decades. And there's an attempt to try to figure out what is the state of the church, but uh, generally um, it, there, there is less a church attendance and there is less church, uh, let's say, identification with, uh, with organized religion in general. And that seems to be the, the general trend. One of the voices here in the past oh, decade that has stirred up a lot of hype about uh, the church's decline is, is Barna, Barna's, Barna's work, mm -hmm. especially with uh, younger people, with millennials. Uh, so uh, you are a token millennial for <laughs> Josh with us here, with us here today. Um, why? I mean, uh, why do you think that is? Why is it? According to his research, and uh, I say his, the group's research, uh, there is a particularly dramatic decline in terms of attendance in church on any given week among millennials. Right. I don't know if I love that label, but I guess it is true. <laughs> you you got to own it. <laughs> the stereotype is not the best. Um, but I, I think part of the problem, or, or there are multiple factors. Uh, one is the product of what millennials are growing up in, the families that they've been growing up in. Uh, we've talked about on this program and, and other things that our church produces about how the traditional family is breaking down. I think that's part of it. I think just like any person would do, and especially young, younger people, they recognize hypocrisy and they're turned off by that. So if, if younger people don't see authenticity in a, a minister or a preacher or a church, then they're really going to be turned off by that. Some other factors that we might talk about some are the, the role that technology plays. Um, YouTube videos are very easy to look at and, and find sermons. And people are on their phone all the time. You see that going around everywhere. Uh, so I, I think those are some of the factors why young people might be going to church less than 
and older people right now. Is it is the church relevant for our younger generation today? Is it is it relevant? I think it's very relevant. I personally go to church every week, and I don't think that's the norm for someone in my age group in the U.S., mm -hmm. but it is very relevant, and I think it's hard for people in my age group today in, in today's society to see that because there is so much other things coming at them. Mm -hmm. Not only are, are evangelicals or, or Christian preachers trying to get their attention, but you also have uh, famous atheists throwing their ideas that you can easily find on YouTube, and those people can be very charismatic and uh, somewhat persuasive. So there are a lot of, you know, we're, we're bombarded from different angles by all kinds of theories and philosophies, so it can be hard for a young person to, to really know God and know the truth. So, so let me ask you, uh, Mr. Robin there, <clears throat> is, is our society and our culture to blame for this general, I'm, I'm going to say for our program, a general decrease in the church as being a relevant, important uh, part of people's lives? I think if we can use that as a definition, because, uh, and this program is not necessarily, we're just introducing the, the topic here, but the program is, is, uh, is not necessarily about um, the ins and outs of that trend, but we can we can say that typically speaking, there is a downward trend in in terms of the relevance and engagement and importance mm -hmm. of going to church mm -hmm. in daily life of most Americans. So, is is uh, is that uh, the fault of the church? Uh, is that something that the church sh should share the blame in? Well, <coughs> I. To jump into that, um, actually, if I can take just a step before that to talk about uh, how <coughs> the, there are some people who today are saying the church is not in decline, the church is healthy, it's been uh, static in terms of, uh, and even some say that there's a little bit of an increase over the last few decades in church attendance, but that uh, that issue, I think, is even instructive because uh, others question those statistics, and there there are really two ways that that data is being taken. Uh, there's a there's a figure that is that is generally uh, reported of about forty percent of um, of you know of Americans are, are churchgoers, but here is the problem: that is self-reported. Those are taken by telephone interviews where people are asked, you know, have, have, how many times have you been into church over the last uh, two or three weeks, or were you at church in the last seven days? Forty percent are, are self-reporting, yes, I was. But on the other hand, if you, if you count it differently, if you actually take a head count, uh, there are other groups that are studying this, and they're saying it's more like 20 percent of of the population generally is in in church each week and they call it the halo effect that if if a, a researcher is calling on the phone and they're asking you a question and you know that you know what the right answer is that they are really looking for um, you're 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 going to tend to overemphasize the uh, what you're doing as opposed to perhaps speaking the truth so I think that maybe as a helpful thing just to interject here as we're setting the stage okay so on the whole um what how would you characterize let's say church and going to church the 
the, the, uh, the issue of going to church, for, for most people, uh, let's look at it from a younger perspective and, a, and let's say a little bit older perspective, <laughs> um, what would you characterize, um, let's say, what church means to, let's say, 50-something 50, 50 and 30-something? What does church mean to, uh, to people who do go to church? Josh, would you? Um, so personally, what, what I would say, just uh, thinking... It's the average um, person, not, not necessarily yourself. I'm speak, very average. Speak, I'm very speak, <laughs> speak for the average millennial. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, going to church every week, what does it, personally, what does it mean? Or, or for the average person, I think your people are looking for... Um, they are looking for something. They, they want to feel good spiritually. I think we all have a fundamental desire to to be happy and to avoid pain and things like that. And, and one way that people can look for that is, is look to going to church. But I think as, as we're discussing, part of the problem is they, they go to church, but they don't find answers to all of their questions. Mm -hmm. So that's what we would, we would say uh, an average churchgoer may feel in, in the country. Um, and we'll get into some of the, the answers to well, that. And then like, on the other side, let's say the other 80%, why don't the other 80% of our you know, 30-somethings go to church? One thing we've talked about here on, on the program and different places is, is the rise of nuns. You know, it's call, they're called nuns in some of the research because they, they check the nun box on a religious survey. So they're not Catholic or not Jewish or, or different religions. So they, they're unaffiliated religiously. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a, a somewhat of a movement there where people are saying, I can, I can be spiritual if I want to without uh, committing to a specific religion or a specific body of people or, or organization. Some people don't want to be spiritual at all, but people are, I think young people can, can claim that they, I can be spiritual without going to church. Okay. So, and, and we want to focus on that, what, what that means, going to church, uh, here just in a second. Let's, how about the 50-somethings? What, uh, how would you say, those who do go to church, those who don't go to church, what and why? You know, I think what Josh just said a moment ago is spirituality without religion is what a lot of people are looking for. And the same is true for, uh, for those that are, let's say, in their 50s and, and above. Um, I think that they are um, all, all too often, uh, if people are looking for, uh, for hope, they're looking for something age. Uh, a, a sense of the future, um, but all too often they also have been, uh, because of conditioning, because of the way our churches uh, tend to cater to the lowest common denominator, uh, a lot of times what people decide on why they go to this church or that church is that, you know, the, the good coffee, the friendly welcomers, the, uh, the daycare, you know, maybe they're taking care of their children or their grandchildren. They and uh, maybe the, a church has a great uh, youth program, and that becomes the one of the defining factors of the church. And so, uh, there, there, a lot of people are well-meaning, but um, really have de determined what church to go to based on wrong priorities. Okay, so and so we began a little bit with how the church is becoming generally as a society less relevant um, when we as a society 
when we don't believe in a, a, a God, when we believe that it's okay to kill our babies, when we believe that it's okay to engage in <coughs> perverted sexual practices, as a society, you have to say we are, uh, as a whole, becoming less godly, and mm -hmm. church, and what church is supposed to be all about, is becoming less of it for a majority of people. Again, mm -hmm. we're, ta we're talking with broad brushes here, but I want to get into the, into the, 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 the what, what it should be. Now, what should church be? Why should people attend church? Why does it matter? You know, we talk about the, the, the vanishing church, but for our, our audience, um, why should our audience go to church? What are the reasons? What, what's the point of going to church anyway? And I'm going to talk about that a little bit um, here in, the, in the, the last half of the program. So, uh, let me ask, ask you, I guess you're up uh, next, next on the hot spot here, uh, Josh. Um, why is it necessary to go to church? Why is it necessary anyway? If you believe the Bible, it's, it's very necessary. The Bible clearly shows, number one, that God commands us to go to church. There are multiple places you can go to see that. Um, Jesus Christ himself and some of the apostles clearly went to church on the Sabbath and uh, taught different people, read from the scriptures. Uh, so that's reason number one. God wants us, commands us really to go to church. Uh, as far as personal reasons, even if you didn't believe that, that main point, there are benefits of going to church such as, uh, one thing personally that I, I feel and believe is that when you go to church and you're a part of that group of people that, that you believe are following Christ, uh, and that you're, you, you come under the, you could say, the authority or the, um, maybe you could say, the care of the ministry. And if you believe that it is God's church and He's directing His ministry, the, the ministers are really there for your own good. They are there to help you, to counsel you, to um, guide you through some of the big decisions in life. I, I know in our church, I've I've counseled with ministers over baptism and then marriage, and those, I take those things seriously because I believe they represent God himself. So I, I think that's an important piece that, that has literal benefits in your day-to-day -day life. What, what are some other reasons why church is uh, necessary? What do you say, Rod? <clears throat> well, following <laughs> up on what Josh said, um, as he mentioned that, that the ministers are there for for your good, for those, for us as we attend. And really, one of the most vital ways that the ministry serves those that are attending a church is preaching the truth, is t telling them the truth, is uh, teaching doctrine straight out of the Bible. And that is, I think, where uh, that's the big <laughs> unknown and untalked about issue uh, in this day and age that, uh, you know, our, our tradition, our Protestant tradition, Catholic tradition, uh, whatever church you, you talk about that is mainline, mainstream, um, has not just been in decline for a few years or even a few decades. It's based on wrong teachings. And those, those seeds were sown not in the 80s, not in the 50s, not in the 30s, but centuries ago when, when the, the leaders that uh, the movements uh, that have become the churches today uh, based their teachings on unscriptural uh, uh, principles. And so uh, the, the, what is the church's function and, and primary uh, need and, and role? To absolutely teach the, church, uh, 
teach the truth, and you find the truth straight out of the Bible. So part of going to church is, is learning and learning the right things, learning what the Bible teaches. What, what, would, what advice would you give to somebody who's going to church uh, and they're religious about it? I mean, in terms of they're regular and they're dedicated to going to church, um, let's say every, every Sunday. They're going every Sunday morning. In fact, sometimes they go, they go more than once in a week. <clears throat> and, but they recognize that what they're being taught from the pulpit is not true, but yet they want to be dedicated in going to church. What, what, would, what would you tell them? Along with what Mr. McNair said, I think from articles that, that we've discussed and, and things we've read, is that especially for maybe the younger group, uh, millennials, is that they they're, they're pitch this idea that there is no absolute truth. Mm-hmm. They, everyone, you, you can kind of tolerate everyone, every type of person. You can tolerate any type of belief if, it, if it's not, you know, hurting anyone directly. Um, and if you don't believe in an absolute truth, then, then you're really going to be lost because the Bible is very clear that there is absolute truth. You know, Jesus Christ is the truth, and he, he, he says the truth. That's what we believe in the Bible, that his word is truth. And if that, that's a fundamental piece that if young people or, or any person, if they don't understand that there is absolute truth, there's an objective truth that comes from God, they're, they're going to be lost. And then if you don't believe that, you don't know what church to go to. Because you, so, so in terms of church, it's not, it's not okay to go to just any church. Because in a, in a sense, if, if learning the truth is part of why it's important to go to, go to church, well, then if the church you're going to isn't teaching the truth, in a sense, you should stop going. Would you, would you agree? I mean, I, and I, for, for those who are de- very dedicated, um, that may be a hard pill to swallow, but that is critical, as you've said, to the church. We, we assemble ourselves together with believers, believers in the truth. Um, go ahead. I, I think of um, my, my wife has a good friend from her childhood and teenage years. And, and she's, you'd say she's in a, a Protestant um, evangelical type church. And, and she was interested in some of our beliefs and, and her and my wife had different discussions and she's very sincere and very devout. Um, and she, she started to seem to understand some of the beliefs that, that we understand from the Bible. Um, and, and what it comes down to, a lot of those types of people, I think it's very important to them where they, they would say, I love Jesus with all of my heart, and that's very important to them. They listen to, maybe to a lot of Christian music about Jesus. Uh, but I think the fundamental question there is, if you really love him, it's very clear. He said what you do if you love him. He says, if you love me, then you will keep my commandments. And he also said that it, you will remain in my love if you keep my commandments, just as I kept my father's commandments. And I think that's a very key piece where people will talk about love, which, of course, that's very important when you look at the Bible. But, but as we're talking about truth, truth and God's law really teach you what real love is. So if you love, if you say you love Jesus Christ, do you do what he says? Do, do you, uh, Rod, do you think that that is why, for many people, church is meaningless? Because they recognize that a church that teaches, for example, that Santa Claus comes down a chimney, uh, and the Easter bunny lays an egg, and somehow, in some way, it's associated with the, the death 
of Jesus Christ that the, an average person looks at that and says, this is crazy, this doesn't make any sense, and therefore that going to churches doesn't appeal to them. Do you think that's why uh, you know, we have such a dearth in, in our country of people going to church? Absolutely, and <clears throat> because uh, oftentimes you hear young people, let's say uh, there, there were young people, younger generations, but what oftentimes criticize the church for? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. They, they look at how the leaders, the elders, are doing things and are teaching things, are speaking things, and then they look in the Bible and they don't add up. And so, of course, they would be discouraged and they would be frustrated if they're really seeking for truth when they they look and they see hypocrisy so one of the things that that we have to look at is you know we we need to uh, understand that christ built a a real church that is based on real doctrines real commandments and it's going to accomplish his will without hypocrisy and and uh we have to we have to judge the church and the congregation the fellowship we're talking about based on is it really following what Christ taught or is it being hypocritical and if it's being hypocritical then then walk away so so as we as we read uh, Paul wrote to Timothy I believe that the church is the pillar and ground of the truth so going to church is not enough we have let's acknowledge that right going just going to church is not what it's all about it's about going to learn the truth and if the church is not teaching the truth then it really serves no purpose except an exercise in our our dedication to a cause. Um, right. Uh, let, let's go to another. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to make another point that that I think that in our culture today is lost, and that is that you, as you said, Paul also said that Satan, there is a real devil, and he masquerades as an angel of light, and also has his ministers. He has false ministers. And so we need to begin to, to, to wrap our minds around the fact that there are false churches that are not teaching true doctrines, as opposed to Christ said he would build his church. And so we need to make evaluations about, is this church really God's church? Or is it, a frankly, a, a tool of Satan with false doctrines and false ministers? as blunt as that may may be what, what about what about another attribute that church is, is supposed to reflect uh, and actually it ties into a question that we had we, the question is would they be someone who's who 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 is looking for uh, uh to connect to a church would they be looking for a community to connect to would they be looking to a community and that that touches on another aspect of what the church should be and that is <laughs> A brotherhood? Would, does that? Uh, do you think that resonates with a lot of young people? Uh, Josh, what would you say? I think that is important. It, it's not the only thing. Fair, you know, sure. The church needs the truth. It needs to teach the truth. But but the community is important. Um, what, uh, some of the scriptures in the New Testament talk about: don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Basically, 
go to church together and and you, why do you do that you go so you can stir up good works in each other and you can stir up love with each other and for each other uh, you develop relationships one thing i think about is when you read paul's letters to the different churches how many times does he write to a friend or a close acquaintance and he says please greet this person and greet this person and and they've they've clearly built uh, bonds of friendship and and really brotherhood as as christian brothers and sisters and and that's very important i mean christianity comes down to relationships with people how you treat people and um, god wants us to to develop those like a church community and, and family atmosphere but but can't you just stay at home and, and be you know be going to church by watching a, a video or watching uh program on tv i mean isn't that just as good just you know even uh it could be a favorite preacher that you have and is does that not just as good because if you love jesus and you're you know watching church isn't is that just as good i i think that's part of the problem I, one of the articles that we've uh, we were looking at brought out is that in general, the attitude in America is that people are doing many things alone that they used to do more with friends and family. Mm -hmm. It's just a more independent culture. And then the technology we have today enables that. We have our phones, we have our iPads. We can do, there, there's a lot of, you could say, inward focused technology, video games and different things. And if you're not careful, you can just become so independent that, that you don't want to reach out and spend literal time face-to-face -face with people. And, and that can have an effect on church attendance because, like you're saying, it's, it would be a lot more physically comfortable to sit on my couch and watch a sermon on YouTube on a, on a TV or an iPad. But, but how many people are you talking to and learning about what's going on in their life? Or can I help them on the weekend? Or... Um, you know, they, they, they're getting married in a few months, or maybe someone has a health trial, and I can pray about that if I, if I talk to them in conversation. So you're missing huge pieces of what God wants by attending church if, if you stay home and just watch something on TV. So, so let me ask you, uh, Rod, is it a sin not to go to church? Well, when we look at the Ten Commandments, we see that the Fourth Commandment is talking about um resting on the sabbath day on the seventh day but we also find scriptures in the in the bible that it's not just a rest it's not just a time to do nothing it's a time to honor god and to worship god and i think we have come to the point in our society today where as josh was saying that a lot of people have gotten confused about what the purpose of of church is and don't understand that they uh, it, it, it's not about just being a consumer it's not about because if we get to that point then we can think well I can hear the message at home I can just be connected uh, via live stream but it's about being a participant it's about being a part of a body and Christ said that the church is his body and he's the head and it has many members and God puts us in places in the in the body. So uh, very, very important that we not only are just sort of a casual observer or, or sort of just tune in the internet, although it's a, you know, it's a wonderful tool for those who are uh, not able to 
uh, have access to, uh, you know, to, to, to contact with God's people every, every week and they're sick or they're, uh, you know, in a, in a situation, a shut-in or something. But it, it really doesn't take the place of real contact with other people who are walking uh, the way that Christ outlined. Go ahead. If I may add just one thing to what Mr. McNair is saying about the Sabbath, maybe for young people, I know I've had this thought that maybe the Sabbath can feel or sound very Old Testament-y, if you can say that, or just a long way off. That's something they did, you know, before, you know, in the B.C. time. It's not relevant for today. But, but if you look at the New Testament, as we've mentioned, Jesus Christ and the apostles did go to church on the weekly Sabbath, week after week. Some of the passages show that. And, and it's not just a, I'm trying to earn my salvation with works. If you really look at it, you can break the Ten Commandments as we explain on, on our different programs. That you can break the Ten Commandments into the first four are really ways to honor and love God, which I think any Christian would say that's important. You have to love and honor God. And then the last six are talking about loving your neighbor. But the Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath properly is right there in some of the main ways to show God that you honor Him, that you love Him. You take a break from your, your weekly routine and you think more about Him. You, you pray more than maybe a, a regular weekly day. And you use that, that holy time. The, the commandment shows that it's holy time. And you say, God, I, I want to be closer to you. I'm going to think about how you created the, the world and the universe, as the commandment talks about. So it's, it's not just a legalistic type commandment. It, it is a way to show love to God. And I think that's important for people to, to make that connection. So Sabbath, so, so church, uh, going to church, going to a, uh, ecclesia, a gathering of called out ones, believers who gather together, it's a part of the Sabbath day and it's, and it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, let me just close with this. We're, we're just about out of time here. But uh, let me just close with a question for both of you. 30, let's say a 15-second question for you, <laughs> for you both. And that is this. Um, why is church important today? Why is, I'll say, going to church important today? Roger, you're up first. We'll give the, our, our Skyper first, bid, first dibs here. <laughs> In 15 seconds, okay. Time's up. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that was helpful. You can have my 15 seconds if you want. (laughs) Because it is important, because the role of the church, one of the things that we we haven't even touched on here, and it's a big topic, but the role of the church is also to be doing a work and to be warning this present generation where when we find ourselves in the last days to be warning this generation of uh, judgment coming on our world for sin, and the church is the organism and the mechanism that is involved in preaching that gospel. So that's a huge reason that we need to be a part of the church. Josh? I think I would think about some of the fundamental questions of life. God is real, and if you believe the Bible is His Word, as we do, you prove that, and then you, you want to be a part of whatever the Bible is talking about. And then Jesus Christ clearly showed that I will build my church on, on the rock, which He was talking about Himself. And then He said the, the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. 
So whatever church he started when he was alive has, has always been and comes down to today. So if I was a person searching for the true church, I, I would say, what did Christ do when he was alive? Clearly there's a church that he built that still exists, and I want to find that church so ultimately I can be like him and I can be closer to God. Okay. Okay, thank you both. I appreciate it. We're out of time here on our TW Now. Thanks for being with us here today. Thank you both to our guests, Mr. Rob McNair, Mr. Josh Lyons. And we look forward to thank seeing you. you next week. Thanks for being with us.